This is episode number one hundred six. Am I on the right path? With Adam Posner. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering. And struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few brief announcements, including give a shout out to our review of the week, which comes from Derek Garcia. I am honored to have done a podcast interview with Oleg for Overcoming Odds. They are doing great work that's important for each of us. We all have struggles that we must navigate. These podcasts provide real-life examples that inform and inspire their viewers. We are not alone in our journeys, and they are much more enjoyable when we can share our examples and learn from others. Thank you, Oleg, for all that you do. If you want to be featured on our review of the week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. Now let's get back to our show. This week's episode features Adam Posner. A good friend of mine and someone that I was fortunate enough to connect with through the power of social media, in particular LinkedIn. Without giving away too much about Adam's background, this is an individual who you can relate to, and I hope will be able to connect, due to his own personal story and experiences of going through different forms of adversity, but ultimately finding that why and that purpose, and being able to double down on his strengths, not his weaknesses. And really focus on what it is that he wants to do in this lifetime. Without further ado, please welcome Adam Posner. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Odds podcast. Today's guest is someone that I was fortunate enough of connecting. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago, and yep. him and I had a phone call. And I wanted to have him on this show for a couple of reasons. First one was as I was mentioning to you earlier, Adam, how you and I connected from the initial video that I saw of Gary Vaynerchuk and um, the relationship that the two of you have had. But beyond that, I really wanted to connect with you because of just who you are and the energy that you bring to the table every time that you choose to have a conversation with an individual. And one of the things that I really do admire about you as a person is that you always show up as who you are. You know, you always give it your all. In my opinion, in the, in the brief、that. instance that I've had, so I wanted to kind of give this time to you, and really have you address this rather loaded question that all of us get asked, probably not often enough, and that is, who are you? How would you describe? How would you answer that question? To <laughs> it's it's funny. Well, first and foremost, Oleg, thank you for for having me on the show.、Um, you were somebody that I felt drawn to connect with, and. You know, time time is our most valuable resource, and、mm-hmm. all of us lead. I hate to use the word busy, but we are busy. We have things going on in our lives. We have we have work, we have family, we have personal.、Um, so I'm I'm very my I keep my time guarded, and I felt compelled to share my time with you.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was certainly well worth it. Your your energy shines, and and I'm really glad that we're building this relationship. And again, thanks for having me on. So 
kudos Absolutely. on that one. Um, it's funny that you ask, you know, who I am because I am a, by trade, I am a recruiter. I recruit in the digital marketing world. Um, by trade, I have my own recruitment agency. And it's funny because when I talk to candidates, one of the questions that I always ask him, I, them is I say, tell me who you are and what you do best. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want somebody to sit there and as you said earlier, read through the chronological order of their resume. I could do that on my own. I don't want to spend that valuable time. I want to get to understand who they are. So who I am, I'm a connector. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I connect people. I connect opportunities. And it's as simple as that. And if I could connect an opportunity where I make money on it, that's my business and I monetize on it. But if I could connect two people uh, where I see, you know, these two people need to know each other for personal reasons, for business reasons, I truly believe that that adds to the connection karma, as I like to call it, which opens up future doors for me and mm-hmm. future business. So I am a connector. And that's mm-hmm. what I do best, Oleg. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting perspective. It reminds me of a clip. I don't know if you've seen this movie yet, um, Anger Management. And uh, when Adam Sandler gets asked that question, who are you? And he kind of just at first explains it with, you know, five or six different things. And he keeps asking him, he's like, who are you? Who are you? And then Adam Sandler just like flips out. He's just like, I am who I am. What do you want to know? Like, and then you you see the person's true colors because I think, yeah, if you keep pushing them. And I, I think with this question in general, it's important to even ask kind of beyond that, like, why? You know, the explanation you provided for a connection is really important because I think oftentimes we'll choose roles that we didn't even get to define for ourselves, yep. that were Sometimes defined for us. That's a very good point. Yeah, life happens Life happens for us, not to us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really interesting to kind of take a step back and, and really define it for ourselves and how we choose to view ourselves. And it, as part of what you just shared And the topic that we chose for today was, am I on the right path? I definitely think that's a question that a lot of us can relate to. I mean, I've certainly not only been on that journey, but probably still am on elements of it. Um, For me, when I first faced that question and the, the perspective that I have now is recently, I just began to think that there's, to a degree, there's really no such thing as good or bad. It just is. And, and you kind of, you figure out this whole path or this purpose um, through commitment. You know, I think this whole concept of purpose, um, oftentimes we think that we got to have more experiences or go travel the world or read the next book or whatever, but really it's always there. It, it's all about, are we committed enough to looking at any of the events that have happened in our lives in a purposeful manner? It's, it's a fascinating question. And, and, you know, there's a few different ways when you think about, you know, the path that you're on, there's the personal path and the, and the prof- professional path. And they, there's times when they interject and there's times when they go their, their two separate ways. But for me at this point in my life, they are pretty much one and the same because they drive each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the path that I've been on, it, it's been a journey. It's been, you know, just to kind of bring everyone up to speed. You know, I, my career journey, you know, the early, the early years when I came out of college, I was working in marketing and advertising, mm-hmm. had some tremendous highs, some tremendous lows, and pretty much everything in between. And at that point, I thought I was on that path. I thought I was on this path of, you know, being a, a, a marketer, working in advertising. Um, and then that path kind of went down a, a different slope where um, I didn't feel it in my heart anymore. And that manifested in not bringing my best performance to my job. And ultimately I lost my job 
in the mm-hmm. field that I've chosen for 15 years. And I had to take a step back after clearing through the stigma and the optics of getting fired mm-hmm. to really do some self-analysis, some introspective work and say, do I really enjoy what I'm doing? Is this what I want to be doing? Is this the path that I want to be on? And I came to the conclusion, no. And that was really hard to get to that point when, am I really going to change at the age of 35? Am I really going to pivot and do something different in my life? And I did. And for the last five years, I've, I, you know, it's interesting, you know, I, I felt a lot about my why and my purpose and why I want to go down this path of recruitment. And it all goes back to what I'm really good at is connecting. And how do I make a living off of that? How do I monetize something that I do naturally, right? It's like an athlete. It's the same yeah. thing. It's a God-given gift, right? You know, my gift is connecting. And, I, and it's weird because I see, it sounds like a superpower, right? Like I could see, mm-hmm. like, if you almost think of like the matrix, like some kind of augmented reality, like if I'm, if I'm in a room, like a networking event, like I, I will literally see like a LinkedIn bubble over your head and I'll see Oleg does X, Y, and Z. And I'll see Sarah <laughs> over here does A, B, and C. And I'll be like, like, I'll see them connect. And I will physically bring two people together like a matchmaker at an event and say, you guys got to know each other. Go get a drink. Uh-huh. It's crazy. And that's how I know I'm on the right path. Um, it's, and it also, and this sounds so cliche, and I don't want it to sound corny, but like when you're doing something that you love, you feel it in your heart mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like work. Listen, don't get me wrong. There are days that are terrible. There are days that are stressful. There's days when you're losing deals. But that's nothing when you can put your head down on your pillow at night and just be happy with what you're doing. Yeah. The thing that there are a couple of things that you mentioned that were really interesting to dissect. One of them is this whole concept of hard work. And I remember recently I was in the car with two people that were speakers at an event that we had last year in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I was talking about kind of the journey of building this whole platform and the concept and everything. And the speaker behind me, her name is Adele Harris. She said, it's not hard work. It's heart work. It was the first time that I was able to really shift that perspective. And I was like, that is so true. Because hard work is hard. Exactly. Exactly. And you, you feel more connected because of it. And, and so it's it's a really interesting concept you bring up. And I'm gonna bar, I'm gonna borrow that one from you. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll I'll charge a royalty fee down the road, but <laughs> you know, we can talk about it later on. Um, I'll so, sell you some hats. The, the the one thing that I wanted to dive into, and you mentioned this, was this whole concept of age. You know, you're in your 30s, questioning. I definitely meet people who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. That are questioning and that you get into what I believe it's a, it's a mindset. And, and I could also be speaking from someone who's, I guess you could say relatively young, but I do think that age is just a number. You know, the things that you went through in 35 years are your own things. And the things that I went through in 26 years, I feel like I've probably lived at least 50 years worth. Absolutely. Everyone has their own journey. And exactly. I mean, age is, de- age is definitely a number. So what's, you know, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, there. yeah. And, and what I was saying is I'm really trying to break it down. Like, how did you work through that? I mean, because it sounds like you were going through two things. You know, first, trying to question, like, is this the right thing? Is this the why? And then the other part was the age one. It's like, okay, I'm also in 30s. And presumably, I have X number of uh, days and years to live. And at this time, the society expects you to have a house 
a family, a dog, and a backyard. Yeah. And I may not have those things. But here's the crazy part. I I have all those things. And the question for me was, how am I going to sustain that? You Mm -hmm. know, I spent the 15 years previously, you know, working to get that, to build the family, to build the house, to, you know, no dog, but, you know, all those other pieces. So the question to me was, what, it was almost a survival thing. Like, how am I going to continue to put food on the table and a roof over my family's head and still feel passionate about what I do for a living? I had very scary thoughts about not knowing what I wanted to do and feeling trapped in doing something that I didn't feel right about just to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And that process, and again, like you really do have to hit rock bottom sometimes to see the view up top. Like you really do. Yeah. Like to really see what the top looks like, you have to look at it from the bottom. You have to know what that rock bottom is. And that rock bottom for me was when. I, I mean, I remember it. I mean, I, it was, I was out of work. I mean, I literally had no job and we just bought this house and I had this huge mortgage over our head. And I remember when I, my, my wife was at work, my kid was at school and I'm, and I'm in my bedroom and I'm just literally sitting on my bed thinking, what the hell am I going to do for money? Like, like I, I never had that thought before. Right. I mean, I thought about, you know, going to, you know, Best Buy or Home Depot and like, Hey, maybe like, I like, I like electronics. I like working <laughs> with my hands and tools. I'm dead serious. Wait, I'm dead serious, man. And I'm yeah. like, you know, maybe I'll go to Home Depot and nothing wrong with that. Like I'll, I'm I'll, laughing because yeah. I've done the same I'll be, stuff. I'll be, I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like a manager. You know what I mean? Like eventually I'll run a couple of stores. I'm like, maybe I'll do that. Right. Like, or, you know, but the reality came when, you know, I, I needed something that was going to take our family further. And I go back to the conversation I have with Gary V where he said, stop focusing on the things that you suck at. And double down on your strengths. And that's what I did. And it's so funny. Like, you know, he, I don't think he knew it then, but like he, he really put that wind into my sail, you know? And that's what I did. I dug down deep and I harnessed that inner tenacity. And I said, no, I'm, I'm destined to do more. I'm destined to take the superpower of being a connector. And I turned five years later, you know, turned it into a very profitable career and a life that I have always, you know, dreamed about. Uh Uh-huh. During that time when you were going through that hardship, I mean, did it get as far as you possibly ending your own life or like how, how far did you get along the journey? I, I, it's really interesting. So I just recently shared this part with, I, I, I did an interview with Claude Silver about two weeks ago in the Vayner office. Claude is the chief uh-huh. heart officer at Vayner. She was very instrumental during my time there. She tried to coach me through it. And I told her that there was one day in particular where I was going into the city. It was a cold day and I'm standing on the tracks of, a, of the railroad station. That's an elevated station. And I was going for an interview for something I really didn't want to do. And I was really just lost. And I, and I saw that train coming and I was like, I, this is an easy way out, you know? And like, not, not that I ever just, I never really thought about ending my life, but it was a very dark place where I had the thought that it would be easier if I didn't have to deal with this. Yeah. Not, you know, there, there's, there's a difference. Listen, I've lost friends, you know, people I know close to suicide and it's a very, I, I don't think I was ever at that point, but there was thoughts that were so dark, mm-hmm. like, and, and the darkness was, was more about what my kids would be like without a father, what my wife would be without me, you know, how their life, how, like it was the easy way out. Yeah. Right. Like, right. And like, 
that's a serious question, man. Like it's it, it spun me into some pretty dark times, some depressed times, but I'll tell you something, dude. Years back, I've been through a couple of layoffs earlier on in my career. One of them was mm -hmm. almost seven, eight months long during the recession. So I've been in these dark places before where I've had to pull myself out, right? So I knew that I had the ability to do it, but this time was different, man. Until, until, I, until that thing clicked in my head where I said, I want to go into recruiting and I made that move, mm -hmm. it, it, was, it, was, it was a roller coaster, dude. Yeah. It was the tough. reason why I asked that is because, Please. I mean, I think we all experience that. And I, I think, think it's human. just exactly. And creating a space to acknowledge that it's okay to go through thoughts like that. I mean, I've definitely experienced thoughts like that before. I think, I think, I, I think most people have dark periods. I think it's a human, I think it's an element. I mean, not to go too deep down this rabbit hole, mm -hmm. but you know, I think there's a lot of times that people question, why am I here? What am I doing? Would, would it be better without me? Like, you know, people, it, at some point in your life, you're going to have some dark thoughts, real dark thoughts. Yeah, especially when you continue to step into the unknown and really just grow into it, you know, because and that's really just, in my opinion, that's every day. If you continue to grow, you're going to be stepping into those <laughs> stages where it's like, I have no idea how to get through it, right? but like, I know I have is, the ability. Growth is painful. We all, we, all have it, we all have it in us, right? And it's about, yeah. it's funny, one of the things I always do and you know, people preach a lot, right? And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people preach without having been through things. Like they see like gurus and people dropping quotes and everything, but like you got to put yourself in these situations. Like there's one that I live by. It's like be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. And it sounds easier said than done, but like, who was it that told me? I think it was, it was Brian Wong uh, is the founder of a, of a digital um, ad group called Keep. He was a founder there, but you know, he, his book uh, it's called The Cheat Code. He does things to help you push being yourself uncomfortable. It starts like this. Cut somebody in line at Starbucks. <laughs> like, but, but, but polite, like politely, you know, not, you're not like elbowing them out of the way. Yeah. Like, try, like, see how, see if they respond to that. Like, and if they push back, I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, but just like do something weird, right? Like go up to a stranger and just talk to them at a Starbucks, right? Like do something that makes you like micro steps, micro steps before yes. you can take the big steps, right? Before you yes. can say, Screw it. I'm going to launch my own business. Screw it. I'm leaving my job. Screw it. I'm leaving my spouse, my partner, or my wife because I'm in a toxic relationship, right? Like, like <laughs> take those baby steps and really like understand your uh, appetite for comfort. Yes. And considering that this is going to be released close to the new year, I think it's also important to understand that, you know, we just had January 1st and everyone was making a lot of these big goals and resolutions for life. But I, 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 watched, um, I watched a video by a friend of mine. His name is Anthony Trucks. And he was mentioning something along the lines of this whole concept of going big and how in his mind, it's, it's about going small. It's mm. about taking the small steps. And I think that's, that's what happens is every year, a lot of us will make these giant goals. I mean, mm. we think about it as far as them being small. But going to a gym every day, that's a pretty big goal. That's a huge goal. And, but we, we, we will compile all those. You know, eat healthy, go to the gym, lose 50 pounds, make 100K. Those are all goals that require action, small actionable steps. Yeah, they're micro, micro actions, right? I mean, I'll give you an example of my micro action. Um, mm -hmm. I filmed this video podcast with Claude Silver and – 
my buddy shot it. He's a professional filmmaker. And I'm watching it back. And I just invested all this time and money. And I'm like, I really don't like the way I look. I have definitely put on at least 15 pounds in the last three months just from not really watching. And they call it fat dad syndrome. Literally, I eat all my kids' leftovers. <laughs> like my daughter will literally eat half of an ice cream sandwich. And she'll just be like, here. And I'll just be like, ah, like a garbage disposal. <laughs> I could throw it out. Dude, oh, like, I could literally take that ice cream and throw it out. But it's good. It's delicious. So I'm watching myself on this video. I'm like, shit. I'm like, I'm like I do not like the way I look on this video. This video is going out to the world. And I don't like the way I look on it. And from watching that video, literally for the last week, I've been on a no-carb, low-carb diet, right? It's tough mm -hmm. for me. I mean, if you ever did it before, it messes with your head, right? When you're changing your diet and your rhythm. Right. Um, I went back to the gym and it has nothing to do with the New Year's resolution. It's just the timing of the year. Um, and I'm joining another, you know, fitness thing too, because I don't like the way I look. And I'm yeah. going to take those micro steps to have a macro effect. Yeah. I want to take a step back and dive into something that you had mentioned about your kids during that time when you were, you know, lo looking at that train and experiencing those thoughts. You mentioned something which I think, and correct me if I'm not understanding correctly, and that is you mentioned something along the lines of legacy, right? When, when really like looking back at your kids and how you want to be remembered. Question that I want to ask you is how do you want others to remember you? That's a great question. So leg, leg, legacy is super important to me. And it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I, up until the point where I lost my job, I really didn't know what my legacy was because I was just doing the same thing, job after job, working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a buddy, his name is Seth, and he lost his, he, he lost his battle with cancer a year ago. Sorry. And you know, he said something to me when I was in this journey of having a hard, you know, going through it and trying to figure out what I want to do. He said, Oleg, he goes, don't live anybody else's dream. Live your own dream. Make your own dream. And you have to quote that also, but I think I'll, I'll attribute it to Seth. Um, and that quote stuck with me, live, live your own dream. And, and to me, that was the first time I really thought about legacy and what I wanted to leave behind and how I wanted my kids to remember me by. And I want my kids to remember me by somebody who, never gave up, who never rolled over, who never gave in, who was always creating, who was always doing, who was always connecting. And, you know, in fact, you know, when it came time, I don't know if you know this, what these mm -hmm. letters stand for in my hat. I do not. Mm -mm. Yeah. So when I went out of, well, the initials here is NHP. <laughs> um, when I was figuring out a name for my company, you know, mm -hmm. my wife said, what's the most important thing to you? And at the time my son wasn't born. My daughter was, she was, she was five, you know, she was five. And I said, my daughter is the most important thing. She goes, name the company after your daughter. So these are my daughter's initials, Nina Harrison Posner. Oh, and wow. every time I look at this hat, every time I send an email, everything, every podcast, every time you see that logo, it reminds me of what I'm doing it and why I'm doing it for. Mm. That's my legacy, man. Wow. That is really deep and profound. And the reason why is because yeah. it's a constant reminder you know, the, the whole concept of why we do what we do, it's always in front of you. And so, Literally. And, and I think that's a really important point for people to understand, especially those that are trying to or, or are building businesses, because there is a point, and I'll speak from my experience, where you're going to hit a roadblock. And that roadblock is going to be, do I stay in business or do I put myself out of business and pursue something else? Yeah. 
It truly is that difficult. And the reason why is there's no blueprint to any of it. Nope. There's, you know, there's, we th- there's we think guardrails. That, yeah, and, and, and we think that, okay, just because the term business exists, therefore there's got to be some blueprint to it all. But your business is completely different from our business and vice versa. And, and how people interact with it. I mean, even if you have people that are interacting with the same exact thing, they're interacting with it completely different at different times for different reasons. So understanding why you do what you do is really important. And so setting reminders like that, that are always there and they're always putting you back yep. into like, I'm doing this because of this. Exactly. I mean, I ask everybody on my, my last question, if, you, if you've listened to any of my shows, the last question that I've asked every guest, and we're talking almost 70 at this point, I ask everybody what their North Star is. Mm-hmm. Every single person, my last question is, what is your North Star? And I set it up with, you know, there's good times, there's bad times. You need to look to pull yourself up in those bad, to- in those bad times. And you look to show gratitude in those good times. What is your North Star? What do you look to? Because that's something that's so important to me and grounded. And to me, that's what brings my story and my journey together to connect with the guests at the end to really showcase them. Because yeah. for me, just like you, it's the why. It's the purpose. Like, what is it that keeps you driving every single day to do what you do? And people love to hear it. They love to relate to it. And sometimes people need their own inspiration because they may not have, they may not know what their North Star is. And yes. that's okay, too, because everyone's at a different stage in their life. Right. Like I have two kids, my two kids are my North star. You don't have, I don't know if you have kids, but I do not. Not yet. Right. But like, but you have your own North star. Yeah. But it's the fact that we all have a North star and helping people find it is what's important. Yes. Yeah. You're spot on with that. There was, um, two years ago, I watched a video. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel interviewing Snoop Dogg and it was talking about, it was the segment or part of that segment was about gratitude and Jimmy Kimmel brings up this video of Snoop Dogg saying he's grateful for himself. You know, that's what he said in it. And it was Did so we that on Stern? I heard that. interesting because when you talk about this North Star, I immediately thought of me. Like I am my own North Star because I have the ability and continue to demonstrate it from one day to another to tell myself that no matter what the obstacle is, no matter how challenging it may seem, I've gone through similar ones before. I like it. I can do it again. It may not be the same exact steps, but the mindset's the same. It's all about the mindset. It's all about this finding that tenacity. And that's why it's a word that resonates with me. Yeah. Because t- you need it at every point of your life. You need it in personal, professional, you know, relationships with friends, family, coworkers, clients. Like, what's that tenacity? Like, what is that drive? Yeah. You bring up an interesting point in regard to um, networks and relationships. And I'm really curious to know this because I have a different perspective when it comes to it. So personal and professional relationships. Is there an ask and is there a limit to an ask for each one of those for you? This is a fascinating question. Um, I had Dave Meltzer on my show a couple of weeks ago. You know, Dave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know we, of we, him. I don't know. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we spoke about, I asked him how to ask the right way. And, you know, we talked about a couple of things. I mean, there's, there's relationship equity, right? You know, how much you have vested into it. Are you, are you an asker? Are you a giver? Are you a taker? Mm-hmm. Right. Different levels of that. Um, it's so interesting. Asking for me, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a feel almost, right? Like I know 
when I'm asking too much, I know the right time to ask. And I think that kind of comes with experience and a gut feeling. It's hard for me to kind of describe that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I also believe in you don't get anything unless you ask for it in life. Yes. And I have proof in point. Like there's many, many things in my life that I would not have if I didn't ask for it. Yeah. Right. And that's also another thing relating back to your comfort zone conversation because it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable to ask. You have to practice with small things, asking things. For example, let's try that again at Starbucks. Like ask somebody in front of you if you could cut them. (sighs) Excuse me. Excuse me, miss. Um, I have to go pick my daughter from school. May I cut in front of you? Or try doing it without an excuse. Ma'am, may may I cut in front of you? With no reason. Because that relates back to business. Like you're going to have to ask. Um, and it's also how you ask, you know, I, I, I practice three P's in my, you know, in my world, it's patient, polite persistence. And that's how I apply to the asks as well. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a patience, wait for the right time, right. Polite, ask the right way. Persistence. If they say no, the first time, keep asking until you get it, but make sure you ask with the politeness. So those three P's kind of all work in tandem together. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So what happens if it's emergency? You know, an emergency ask. Yeah, like a, whatever the ask may be, and then and then you, everyone within your personal <laughs> is not able to accommodate. Yeah. Then do you like how do you how do you determine like is there a line that exists between the two? Because so for me, the the reason why Case I asked it is I try and build a network just for the sake of the network. You know, I, my network is my network. I don't Amen. really try and categorize professional personal gym gym partner not a gym partner it's like everyone that's a part of it i choose to invest the time into and the energy into you regardless of whether or not the only interaction that i may have with you is 30 minutes or one hour yeah there's definitely overlap there's definitely some people who are personal and professional mm-hmm. um i don't know i think it's really on a case-by-case basis but i think there's times when you need to ask above and beyond and there's people that are going to open up their hearts to you. Like I know there's some people, there's some people that ask all the time for shit, right? Like, right. you know, the same crap and they're askers and they ask and they ask and they ask and they never give, they're just takers. And there's some people where you know that when shit's going south and you need somebody to rely on, there's going to be those people out there and they might be professional also because they're just good human beings. Yeah. Yeah. That's just really interesting to me because that's kind of, how I viewed my life. And, and I know sometimes when uh, I would have conversations and some of my, my friends challenged me on it and they said, well, you can't ask X, Y, and Z of professional network or personal. I'm like, why is that? Like, you know, I, the, the I people. I've met, yeah, I've met Adam once, but I feel like I've known him, you know, my whole life. And so I think for me, what I choose to um, use as far as tools, it's really the energy. You know, it's the energy and it's the um, trust that you develop in the other person by really opening up to them and knowing that they're doing the same thing. Because, so in my experience, because I was adopted and had a um, different upbringing compared to most people, I can just see when the person's not there. I can see when they're holding something back. I can see when they're not willing to share something. I can see through that, like, first literally 10 seconds. That's from based on your life experiences too. There's a yes. lot of people who, uh, you know, there's nature and nurture, right? Like, yeah. 
um, you have that. And, and, and I think that's why we connected because I, when people think all this energy shit is corny, I disagree with them. I, I like you have an ability to feel like you could tell when someone's being real, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. There's a couple of anomalies out there that'll, that are, that are brilliant actors in life, right? Like, <laughs> listen, and listen, but there's For also, most part. right. But there's also time to be reserved and not put all your cards on the table, right? You don't always like, you know, one thing I'm learning is there's certain business cases when you don't want to put all your, you need to save some in the bank. You need to save some in the tank. And there's certain times when you don't want to show all of, not your true self, but that sometimes you don't want to show your whole self, mm. right? Like I'm always bringing my true self to the table, right? But you may not see all of me based on that situation. There's some things I keep from my family. There's some things I keep from my friends, but you're always going to get the same character and values no matter what. Hmm. That's interesting because I've heard that a couple of times, and especially from celebrities. When listening to celebrities being interviewed, some of the things that I've heard is that they won't often discuss personal life or whatever it may be. Right. Uh And I've always questioned that because I mean, I'm living a completely different lifestyle compared to that because I'm all about transparency because I believe that the more I share about who I am, the more I give myself the permission to step into that space and really grow within that. That's an interesting one. But that's, that's not true for all people, you know? No, no, definitely not. It's, it's interesting. I, I'm, a, I'm a very avid Howard Stern fan. And Howard, I mean, I worked for SiriusXM for a number of years. And, and Howard, when he came over to Satellite Radio, really transformed his career. Like everybody knows him for interviewing the porn stars and, the, and his whack pack and everything. But when he came to Sirius, it gave him this unedited open platform. And it changed his interview approach where he literally could sit down with Paul McCartney, with all these celebrities, with all these famous people and have an unedited, uninterrupted conversation for, for, for as long as he wants, right? Mm-hmm. And it's made him, in my opinion, the best interviewer in the world right now because he's able to sit down with these celebrities that normally when they're doing their film promotions, they're talking about the same crap about the film, but he sits down and has a conversation human to human and really digs into their personal side and who they are and he somehow gets them to open up, right? Somehow he gets them to open up and he's had these conversations where these celebrities are talking about things in their life and their, in their background that they've never done before. Right. Yeah. And you start to see who they, they really are. And, and, and it's fascinating. And I'm like, once you open up that vulnerability, for example, he had Hillary Clinton on a few uh-huh. weeks ago. He's been trying to get her on the whole time. He tried to get her on down in the 2016 election. Um, and she was human. And he said to her straight up, all like, he goes, I think if you came on this show earlier and you opened up this side, you probably would have won the election. And she didn't disagree with him. Huh. Like she realized that she was holding back and was so full of herself at the time that it probably cost her the election. Yeah. I went on a little rant there. I apologize. Yeah. But. No, no, but it, it, it is true to a degree, you know, just creating spaces where people can be seen and heard for who they truly are. Mm-hmm. You got to think about it. Those are rather limited in their lives. I mean, let's be honest. Besides our family and uh, people that are a part of it, like there are how many other interactions that you can have where you can really talk about the stuff that you're going through? Yeah. Not many. Yeah. Like you mentioned the example of Starbucks. I mean, you can try and you might be able to meet someone. But just stopping someone in line and saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. Will you hear me out? 
I think you're crazy. Right? <laughs> Who's this crazy person, you know, talking to me at Starbucks? Or some people might just be like, I'm in no rush. Some people like just need to talk to a stranger. I mean, I'm trying to think if I've had that happen in my life before. I mean, I've definitely had some interesting conversations. I'm, I'm a talker, if ah. you can't tell. Like, and I like to schmooze. I like to, what's the Yiddish word? We like to connect. kibitz, right? Like, like, yeah, I like to just talk to people. I'm mm-hmm. friendly to people in stores, right? They're working. I'm working like, like show some love, right? Final thought for today's episode. And this is a question that I ask everyone that gets on the show. And that is who or what are you grateful for today? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got, it's today. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for my wife every day, but she really, uh, she keeps me in line and she keeps me focused. And, and as we like to say, the eye on the prize and the eye on the prize is our future together, right? For our family. That's why I do everything. I do everything for them, for my kids. It, for me, it comes down to this. I want to leave this world a better place than I found it. And the mm. way I'm going to do that is by making my kids better than me, to give them everything that they need to be successful in life, uh-huh. to allow them to learn, to allow them the space to grow on their own, right? To allow them to make mistakes and have a safety net for them where they can really fall, but not all the way down, uh-huh. right? And for me, my legacy is going to be those two kids that I created who are going to be better than me and leave this world better than they found it when they're said and done. That is awesome. Adam, how do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up that people can be a part yes. of? Yes. Awesome, man. Uh, LinkedIn is the best place. Adam J. Poser. I'm happy to connect with everyone there. Um, you can check out my business side, nhptalentgroup.com. You could check out my show, The Podcast, www.thepodcast.com. Dot com. I got Oleg coming up in a couple of weeks. Excited to share mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I mean, really, you know, the, the podcast like you, right? You said it like our networks are our net worth. And my podcast is my canvas to showcase folks like yourself to share your stories and add value to my tribe. It's all about connecting, introducing groups of people that may not know each other, audiences that may not know each other, and making that all happen, man. Wow. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. I appreciate you sharing who you are, and as I'm sure people that might've been able to sense this conversation, Adam and I can continue talking forever. So we'll, we'll yeah. hold you on here for the next 10 hours on this episode. <laughs> but um, no, I really do appreciate you showing up as who you are and I appreciate that and acknowledging that, you know, we all have our own shortcomings and threshold and things like that, but also yeah. moments that just make us human. And, yeah. and it's important to create that space and share it. And I agree not shy away from that because I think that's where the problem actually becomes even bigger than what it needs to be. When we pretend like we aren't experiencing the hard times or the, the dark thoughts or the dark moments. So I appreciate you sharing that and, and really opening up as much as you have. My pleasure. I appreciate you all. Thanks for having me on dude. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we look forward to having you next week.